Hey, welcome to ACF Church, and we're so glad that you're with us watching this message online. And our hope is that it would encourage you to be more like Jesus and walk closely with Him as an apprentice of Christ. And our hope is to give away all of these resources for free as much as possible. It takes a lot of time and energy and people to make that happen. And if you'd like to support the mission of God financially for ACF Church, you can go to acfak.org and you can give there. Now enjoy the Word of God proclaimed. Hi ACF, I'm Chris Jarvis. And two years ago when ACF took on the initiative to... uh, sponsor kids from Boba de Lasso and take on the Compassion Project. I was super excited, um, but I was already sponsoring three children at the time, and so I thought I'd go check it out. And sure enough, this guy was on the table. I mean, look at his little shoes. His name's Abel, and I just knew he was for me. So I have been writing letters to Abel, and one of the best ways to do this is uh, on the cell phone. So. Um, make sure you download the Compassion app. You all have smartphones these days. But Abel's still pretty small, so our relationship is still going, and the letters are pretty basic. But I would like to read you a letter from one of my girls from Indonesia um, so you have an idea of the progress as they grow up. And uh, this girl's name is Evelyn, and uh, she says, Dear Chris, Greetings. I'm glad to meet you again on this letter. My family and I are doing fine now. Hopefully you are doing fine too. As a result of the mid-semester exam, I'm in the fifth rank in class. A few days ago, we celebrated the 62nd anniversary of Indonesian Evangelistic Church in Papa. Christmas is coming. I'm so excited to celebrate it this December. What about you? When is your birthday? I will pray for you. That is all about my letter, Evelyn. And that's from Evelyn. Um, she's 10 years old and growing up as well. And uh, I can't wait for the opportunity to meet her. That's one of the most exciting things. And another reason why I sponsor kids is the opportunity to meet. And we will have the opportunity, God willing, to meet our kids in Boba de Lasso as well. And the super cool thing about sponsoring Compassion Kids is we have no idea what they will become but they can do all sorts of things in Christ because he has made them to do all things. Um, You might be talking to a kid who is an artist or a welder or a professional soccer player who's now a coach in the US. It's really amazing what they can do and you'll see this through writing your letters and, and how they develop over the years. And truly, in all things, they are worth it. Welcome to church. My name is Stuart and one of the pastors here at ACF. And we are finishing up a short three-week series called Thanks for Nothing. And we've been looking at the idea of thankfulness in the life of a follower of Jesus. And it sounds like something so simple, doesn't it? Be thankful. But I think if we're honest, we, we really have discouragement instead of thankfulness that is the mark of our lives much of the time. We want to say thanks for nothing. But through Jesus, we can say thanks for everything. 
And today is a special day, and it's an exciting day. Uh, at the, and I want to give you a heads up. It's called, we call it this Compassion Sunday. And at the end of the service today, uh, I want to give you an, an idea of what's coming. Uh, I'm going to give you the opportunity to sponsor children in a city called Bobo Delasso. And you may be going, I have no idea where that is. And Bobo Delasso is one of the, the poorest cities in our, our world. Uh, it is in the country of Burkina Faso. And I had to look it up a couple of years ago when we first started focusing on this area, but it's on the continent of Africa. And ACF, through the grace of God, was able to sponsor over 500 children in this, this faraway place, all the way from Alaska to there. And our goal was to sponsor every available child that, that uh, through our part, ministry partner, Compassion International. And we were able to, to see God do amazing things uh, two years ago. And so at the end, uh, I'm going to give you an update on where we stand in our efforts to reach uh, Bobo Jalasso and also uh, give you the opportunity to sponsor children there. And so you can go anytime during the service. You can go to acfak.org slash Bobo and it will take you to a page where you can see available children to sponsor. So I don't want that to catch you by surprise at the end. You can go anytime while I'm talking uh, and check that out. You're no obligation, so you don't worry. If you click on that, it's not going to automatically deduct stuff from your bank account and obligate you for the rest of your life. It's just simply going to show you information about how you can be involved in some of the efforts that we are using to reach uh, that city uh, in Burkina Faso. So uh, we're going to go ahead and, and get started in our, in our talk this morning, and we're going to continue uh, in uh, Colossians 3. Uh, we've been, been looking at Colossians 3, 15, 16, and 17. So two weeks ago, we looked at uh, chapter or verse 15, and uh, last week we were in verse 16. Today, we're going to finish up in verse 17. So if you have your Bible, you can go ahead and turn to Colossians 3, 17. And it, it says this. It says, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Have you ever found yourself just thinking, God, I will give you Sunday, but the rest of the week's mine? Or maybe you, you've thought this, you, you've really enjoyed a worship experience, you connected with the sermon, and in your heart you made this commitment like, this week's going to be different. I am absolutely going to focus on God the entire week, that my whole life is going to be different. And then you found yourself waking up Monday, getting all the way to the next Sunday and realized that you completely missed it. You completely forgot about it. Your commitment that you really were genuine about faded away. And I think if we're honest, that can happen so, so often. I don't want you to feel guilty. I'm not trying to make, put a guilt trip on you uh, or make you uncomfortable at all. That's the last thing uh, that I want you to feel today. But I, I want us to, to come to grips with this, that even in the best of atten- intentions, and I know for me, I can have the, 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 the best goal, the best intentions for the week to please God, to honor God, and I can get to the end of the week and fail miserably. I don't know if you've had the same experience or if that, that is something that, that you do uh, as well. Uh, I think we all do, right? And God knows we have this tendency, and I am so thankful that God didn't leave us alone to, to, to try to claw our way through to figuring out how to serve him and how to honor him in our lives, but that he gave us some very practical and real advice that brings freedom, uh, and, and it's powerful, and I want you to check it out. So I want you to go back to the verse that we had before, and it's Colossians 3.17, and reread this with me, right? It says, and whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him, right? So he's made it super simple. He says, everything that you do, every word that comes out of your mouth, every action that you partake in, that just needs to honor God. It's like, 
The easiest thing in the world. I don't know why we didn't think of this before, right? It's such a simple thing. Wrong. It's like, I don't know about you, but when I read that, that just feels super heavy. That feels like uh, a little bit uh, oppressive. Like it's just another rule that I have to follow. Um, And nothing could be further from the truth. Paul, who wrote that uh, passage in, here in Colossians, he also wrote another book, Romans. Um, and I want to read a, a passage out of that, a, a real quick, a verse, uh, Romans 8, 1 and 2. And it explains this a little bit better because it can sound like just another rule to follow. But it says here in Romans, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus for the law of sin, from the law of sin and death. There is no condemnation, right? So the idea here in Colossians is that there's, it's a freeing and it's a powerful passage that lets us live a life different than what we think. It's not just a bunch of rules to follow, but it is literally a freeing of, uh, of us to be able to live life to the fullest. Following rules can't make you right with God. And I want you to hear this. I want you to, I want you to stop what you're doing and hear this right now. You can't be good enough for long enough to please God enough. Did you catch it? You can't be good enough for long enough to please God enough. You just can't. And I'm not saying anything bad about you. It's just us as human beings will miss the mark every time that God has set a standard and that standard is holiness and perfection and we will never live up to it. So we can't do it. Right? So I'm super encouraging you today that just everything you do and say has to please God and that you can never be good enough to please God, right? So there you go. That's your Sunday sermon. I hope you walk away with some joy fill in your heart. So what's the result, though? Because I think for the most part, I just try to continue maybe doing better next time. That if I fail to, to honor God in a situation or this week, I just think, man, if I could just be a little bit better then I can please God. If I could just maybe tweak something a little bit in the way I came across or the way I did that, or, or if I added something to my life or maybe took something out of my life, that then I could please God. That then he would take notice and he would be happy with me. And the end result of living life that way is that we're on this endless loop of disappointment and guilt and frustration, and it's crushing, and it, it, it will end up leading to complete dissatisfaction in life and zero thankfulness, right? And so when we read a passage like Colossians, and it's telling us that we need to do everything uh, to speak and to do in, in the name of Jesus, uh, that can come across as another rule. And Paul was actually writing that Colossians passage as a rebuttal to people who were telling the, uh, the early Christians they had to follow all the Jewish rules. And he's saying, time out, stop. You don't need to do that to please God. That you have been set free and you don't need to be put under that law again. That God has put the spirit, his spirit, the spirit of Jesus Christ into your heart and that that is your law. That is the rule in life and that is super freeing. Let me tell you, we can't do it. And so Jesus turns everything upside down uh, in this world, right? So this is the way he turns this upside down because we can't be good enough, but Jesus was. Jesus lived the perfect life that we were unable to do, that we are unable to, no matter how hard we try to accomplish. Jesus already lived that life. And he offers you through faith in Jesus Christ, through his death and resurrection for your shortcomings, your sin, that which lives in you that is against God, that he put that to death. And that when you believe that that is what has happened and you accept that into your life, that you are made right with God, that you are no longer under God's condemnation, right? And I want you, again, stop. I want you to, to, to look at me right now. Look at me right now. 
I want to, you have to hear this truth. God is not angry with you. Did, you. did you hear that? I want you to know that this morning. Someone needs to hear that because I need to, be, I need to hear that and, and have that repeated to me over and over again. God is not angry with you. God wants a relationship with you and he wants to be restored in that relationship. He wants you to be made right through Jesus Christ so that he can have that relationship with you. And that is, when, when you finally comprehend that, that God is not angry with you, that he loves you, and that he wants to connect with you, that can change everything. That will, that will throw your world upside down because it's not about what you can do for God. He doesn't need us, but he chooses us and he wants us to be made right through him. He wants us to not, be li- not live being bound to, to rules and regulations that crush us, that we can't live up to. In Galatians 4, 6, and 7, it says it this way. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into your hearts, into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you're no longer slaves, but a son. And if a son than an heir through God. Now, if we were still slaves, what does a slave do? They just obey the rules and regulations of whoever's in charge. So if we were slaves to God, then we would simply be obeying the rules that he's giving us. And that's not the case anymore, that we have been set free. We have been called sons and daughters of God. By through Jesus Christ, we are adopted into a new family. We are given a new identity, and that cannot change. It can't be taken away, it can't be revoked. And so we are, we are let in on what God is doing on this planet. We are brought into his plan, and he teams up with us, using us to accomplish his will on earth, to spread that news that God wants to connect with others. When I was a kid, as I grew up, my dad was always working on stuff. He's very mechanically inclined, uh, and he, he just has that mind. And he's like me. Um, he just didn't want to pay someone else to do the work on stuff. So one of my, some of my best memories were, uh, at first, when I was a little kid, going out in the garage and watching my dad work on cars. And I had no idea, like, I just knew a car was something that we got in and we took trips and sometimes you had candy to keep you quiet, uh, but you went somewhere that was usually a cool place to go. That's all I knew. I had no idea how they worked. I didn't understand anything. And as I grew, as I kept spending time with my dad just watching, um, I, I got a little more familiar and it, it, I, over time, he would, you know, hey, go grab that tool. Well, I don't even know what that tool is. He would explain it to me. I'd go find it, bring it to him. Over time, I could then help him. Then he would ask me, hey, could you help me with this? And so then both of us were working on that. And then after a while, uh, as I grew up, uh, I remember in my teen years, he would just say, hey, can you replace the starter on this car? And then he would go off to work, and I would replace the starter. Uh, and a great deal for him, and I loved it. Um, and after a while, he didn't even have to tell me this is what you need to do and how you need to do it. I just knew because he had passed on his knowledge and wisdom to me that I, I, I knew what I needed to do to make that car right. And God is doing the same thing. He is bringing us along through his spirit. And the closer we are to God, the more we understand what he is doing in the world and the more that we don't need the, the guidance of rules and regulations to, to tell us what is right and wrong. We simply know the will of our Father. And that is God's master plan, right? And that's where freedom comes from. That we don't have to study and memorize a, a, an endless amount of case law or rules and regulations in order to go, well, this is going to please God in any given situation. That's not what, that's not what God is about. 
The law was set up so that we could understand that we can't meet the law. And Jesus Christ came to bring us freedom and to put his spirit inside us. So when we're told that every word and deed through Jesus, that all, everything we do and say uh, needs to be done in the name of Jesus, we're being reminded to live our lives each and every day, no matter what we're doing, with a mindset of doing it as if we're representing Jesus himself. Instead of asking what specific rule I need to be doing in order to please God in any situation, I should be asking myself, how am I representing Jesus Christ in this situation? What would people see in me and see Jesus reflected? What message am I sending to them? And this should be really freeing. Because instead of having a, a 10-step guide or a 100-step guide in, in any given situation, if this is what I should be doing or shouldn't be doing, or I feel guilty because I'm enjoying uh, going hiking or something, and, and, or uh, you know, I love going hunting, and, and instead of feeling guilty that I have some, some enjoyment in life, uh, because maybe I'm thinking, well, I could be out you know, doing something else, and maybe God wants me to do something else, I am asking, wherever I am, whatever I'm doing, how can I represent and honor God in that? And so here's, the, here's some questions. So when we're at Outpost, maybe you're at Outpost right now, and you're asking, what does God want me to repre- how does God want me to represent him here? Or when we're shopping at Fred Myers, how does God want me to represent him here? When I'm deployed, how does God want me to represent him here? When we're hanging out with our friends, how does God want me to represent him here? When I'm on the North Slope, how does God want me to represent him here? Yes, he's even on the North Slope, I tell you the truth. When I'm talking with my parents or on the, or on the phone or Zoom, how does God want me to represent him here? And that can be challenging sometimes, right? And when I'm posting a comment on Facebook, maybe this is too, too close to home, maybe I shouldn't go here, but when you're posting a comment on Facebook, how does God want me to represent him here? How are people receiving the message God wants to send to them through what I'm doing and what I'm saying. And that's the questions we really should be asking ourselves in this. And it should be freeing. And so this is, this is good news, and it's exciting news when you consider how that helps us to relate to God and to other people. But it can also be really scary because uh, how do I know I'm doing the right thing in any given situation? Because that's the question I have, and maybe you've got that same, same, uh, same question as well. And so here's the answer. The more time we spend getting to know Jesus, the better we'll know how to represent him. The more time we spend with Jesus, the better we're gonna know how to represent him. Like me spending time with my dad, the more time I spent with my dad working on cars, the more I knew how to work on cars and how to make him happy when he got home that I had done what he had asked or what he wanted, sometimes without even him asking. And so that's the same, that same it went with, with my dad and I, the same it goes with, with God and us. The more time we spend with Jesus, the more we are able to do what God wants us to be doing. So our last scripture today that I want to go to is in 2 Corinthians 5.20. And it says this, Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. God, making his appeal through us, we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. And this idea of being ambassadors is such a powerful idea as we're talking about how do we please God? 
How do we uh, align ourselves with what God wants us to be doing in our lives? And so we can take away the guilt of not meeting the law. We can take away the shame of missing the mark again and again. This helps us as we think that God has made us ambassadors. And I was thinking, what is an ambassador? An ambassador is somebody who is sent, usually from another country, but is sent by somebody and they represent them. They have all the authority and power to negotiate, to communicate, and to represent them. And one of the, the marks of a good ambassador is that they are clear and that they are accurate and truthful in what they communicate, that they make it very clear. How do they know what to communicate? They spend as much time as they can with the person that sent them or studying the person who sent them so that they can understand the heart and the soul of that person so that they can accurately and truthfully represent them. And the same is true with us. The more time we spend with God, the more time we spend with Jesus, reading scripture, spending time talking about uh, uh, the challenges of life with other believers who can encourage us, the better able we will be to be good ambassadors for Jesus Christ. Sometimes I think we have the false idea that only paid church staff or pastors uh, are called to live a life of of every minute of every day representing Jesus Christ. And that, that's, well, we're getting paid for that, so that's their job. But really, uh, it doesn't, doesn't, uh, apply to me. But the reality is that it's, this call to ambassadorship is for everybody, that we are all called for this. And, and so it applies to each and every one of us. And we are all in the same playing field, that we all represent Jesus Christ. And so when we understand what Jesus Christ has done for us, that he has taken away the crushing demands and the guilt that comes with missing those demands through the law, he's taken that upon himself and put it to death and we're told that there is no condemnation any longer for those who are in Christ Jesus, that we are right with God, that God is not angry with us, that God is not disappointed in us, that he is for us, and that he wants nothing but the best. When we understand that that is a freeing uh, proposition for us, that we can take a breath and relax, we can then turn to God with a heart of thankfulness. Thank you, God, that I don't have to carry the burden that I can't meet. Thank you, God, that you care enough for me to make me right with you, to, make, to, to uh, take away that, that law that is crushing me. And then we can turn and to, we can be ambassadors because we want other people to see the truth of God so that they can experience that freedom as well. And that regardless of, of whether you feel like you're an ambassador or not, that we are all called by the same God to be ambassadors to the world around us, to the situations that God brings us in. So here's the question. As an ambassador of Jesus, what message are you delivering? Again, no matter, no matter whether you take it seriously that you're an ambassador or not, you are delivering a message if you carry the name of Christ. And people around you are picking it up. So what message are you sending as an ambassador of Jesus Christ? So if you're new to ACF, uh, I want to introduce you to a really good friend of mine, uh, Toby Hall. And if you've been around for a while, maybe that name sounds familiar. Toby is one of our Alliance field workers. Uh, so he has spent uh, more than 20 years of his life being an ambassador in a foreign country. Uh, he, he goes uh, and ministers in West Africa. 
and he has spent more, more, than that, more than 20 years being an ambassador there in the name of Jesus Christ. And if you give financially to support the ministries of ACF Church, part of what you give, you need to know, goes to a fund in the alliance that helps support the full-time ministry of these field workers. And so I just want to say, stop and say thank you, first of all. Uh, thank you for doing that. And so I don't know if you were aware of it or not, but uh, Toby is able to be an ambassador because uh, you are an ambassador to him. You are representing Christ by sacrificially supporting what he is doing. So I want, to, I want you to take a look at this video uh, at, on a recent Zoom call that Toby and I had. Hey, you guys. Uh, I am here with Toby Hull. He is one of our Alliance field workers. Uh, he works in West Africa. And so maybe you're new to ACF and, and you don't know who Toby is. So I want to ask him, maybe give us a little bit of introduction of who you are. Tell us about your family. Yeah, thanks. It's good to be with you today. Hello and greet you all. And from uh, Northeast Georgia, where we're living right now, we're doing our what's called our home assignment. When we work a few years overseas, then we come back and, and do home assignment speaking in churches here. But yeah, we've been missionaries with the Christian Alliance, Christian Alliance since 2000. So it's 20 years now. We, we have four kids. My wife, her name is Kirsten. And uh, yeah, we've been missionaries, like I said, for for 20 years with the Christian Missionary Alliance, worked in West Africa and doing a lot of different ministries there, but our primary role is is church planning and evangelism and discipleship. Can you, I know you've, probably, you've seen quite a bit of stuff going on. Can you give us a quick update uh, for those who, who maybe know you, but or those even that don't know you, what has, what has been going on um, with your ministry? Uh, give us an update. Yeah, there's still, uh, there's still a lot of stuff going on, even though we're in the States, but our, our primarily, you know, like I said before, we're in church planning, uh, a lot of discipleship and things like that. But but I hear reports of, you know, the church is growing in the city we work in, and we do a lot of things out in the villages as well. And uh, I just, you know, I get reports and pastors call and write and ask for prayer and give me updates and things are moving forward. We, we, we have, uh, I just sent money out to to West Africa this past week to drill a well for a new church. It's in a village, and so that's kind of exciting to, to see a new church and be able to supply this. In the city, uh, we we are very engaged with the the churches in the city. The city is oh about a million in population, and we have about oh fifteen to 20, it's hard to keep track of different congregations in the city. And they are all like pushing outwards, doing discipleship. You guys are very into the compassion part of, uh, you know, the, the compassion kids that are in this area. But yeah, things are moving forward, even though it may be a little difficult, but things are moving forward. What have you seen uh, in the last year? I and mean, then COVID has been, is throwing the world uh, just up in, up in chaos uh, in, in many ways. And I know in West Africa, safety is an issue. I know COVID's an issue. What have you seen change over the last year? Uh, yeah, definitely COVID has impacted West Africa like it has here, but in a little different ways. Uh, it did shut down the borders, shut down the airports, and that hurt the economy. Uh, I hurt farmers that, that depend on roads going you know, going to town and selling their, their produce. And it is still a concern, but I think COVID is is uh it's not as difficult to face as for example the terrorism problem problem and the and the insecurity with that that has probably been the most uh uh the change we've seen uh, the last couple of years as far as affecting us uh as far as security that that has really been the big issue um 
we've been very restricted in our travels. We, in, in the past, we've traveled freely all over the country, but because of security issues, we pretty much limited ourselves to our city and just the easy to reach places around the city. So we've had like, just in our church in, in West Africa alone, we've had probably about 15 to 20 churches that are no longer meeting because of security issues. Toby, I want to thank you so much for taking time uh, to be with us. And also just thank you so much for your heart, uh, for people in an area that desperately need to hear and see the love of Jesus Christ. So thank you for your commitment there and for everything that you and your family are doing to make that happen. Bless you guys. Thank you, Stuart. Thank you. Thank you, you all. God bless you guys. And uh, thank you for praying for us and all you do for, for the Lord Jesus. Take care. Hey, over the past few years, God has really laid the people of Bobo Jalasso on the hearts and minds of ACF Church. Uh, and you have been a big part of that. Toby is just one of many people who are working in that region to help lift people out of poverty, train uh, and, and, and invest in future leaders there so that the Church of, of Jesus can make an incredible impact there. Uh, so we thank, uh, thank you so much for, for what you are doing and what you continue to do. And today we want to give you the opportunity uh, to sponsor additional children uh, in Bobo Jalasso. And I want to give you an update before we move to that. So here's the update. This is what has been going on in Bobo and our efforts there. So originally, if you remember, two years ago, uh, we were able to sponsor over 528 children uh, through Compassion uh, on Compassion Sunday. We had a Compassion Week, right? We had, I don't even remember back, in 2018, uh, we had a Wednesday night service and we had uh, these big displays with a bunch of uh, packets that you could come up and you could grab and sponsor a kid. Well, that was Wednesday. And then we had, on November 30th, a huge earthquake here uh, in Alaska. And it damaged our church building. It damaged nearby homes. It freaked everybody out. Um, It got everybody's attention, right? And so, we had, we had to clean up the, the church facility. Uh, we weren't even sure if we could have church on Sunday. We weren't sure if we should go ahead with sponsorship because, uh, to be honest with you, we, we kind of had the feeling that maybe that would be the last thing on anybody's mind. But we felt God compelling us to go ahead with it, and so we did, and we saw God do an amazing thing, over, sponsoring over 528 kids on uh, a few days just past a major earthquake where people were worrying about whether their homes were going to be livable or not. You guys were so generous, and you led the way in that. Currently today, we have over 419 of those children that are still being sponsored through people of ACF. That's amazing. That's 80% continued sponsor rate two years later, and that is awesome. That just shows that this is more than just a knee-jerk reaction uh, to a, a, a plea or an opportunity, but this is, this, this is a people who are being moved by God to make a difference in our world. 75% of those who sponsored have given and received personal correspondence with the kid that they've sponsored. That is awesome. That is one of the benefits of doing this is it's not just you're sending money and you hope that it goes to a good cause. You can write letters. You can send pictures. You can tell them about what's going on in your life, and they will, they will give you that back. So it gets translated, and it's super cool. Um, that translates into over $400,000 in support that has been provided by ACF through monthly sponsorship. That's huge. That's almost half a million dollars has gone out. And in all this time, in the last two years, through no campaign on our part, but just simply an, uh, making an opportunity, uh, people uh, making us aware of what's been going on, over $21,000 
from the people of ACF have gone to provide HIV and AIDS uh, relief in this area. And that is, that is cool. And that has blown the representatives from compassion out of the water. They, they, they think that is amazing. You guys have really led the way in generosity. And so we want to give you guys an opportunity to sponsor uh, maybe one or more additional kids. Maybe you're already sponsoring a kid. Maybe that's you. You're already doing this and you're like, well, what is, how does that apply to me? And I want to challenge you. Maybe God is asking you to be his ambassador by sponsoring one or more additional kids. Maybe you haven't, this is the first time you've ever heard of this. You're not sponsoring any kids. And this is, this is your opportunity to jump in, uh, to sponsor a child and to help us make a difference in this country. Uh, we feel like through targeted sponsorship that we can lift an entire community out of poverty in the name of Jesus Christ. And that is our goal. And so that's awesome. So I want to, what does sponsorship look like for you? What does it really look like? So if you're, if you're on that page, uh, acfak.org slash Bobo, you're going to see a bunch of kids there and it'll keep repopulating those kids. So as they get sponsored, uh, you'll always see more uh, coming in. I'm going to explain that in just a second, but it looks like this $38 a month provides incredible benefits for that kid. And not just the, that one child, but their entire family reaps those benefits. That child is going to receive uh, health care. They're going to receive hygiene education. They're going to receive uh, regular and healthy food supplement. They are going to receive vocational training. Uh, they are also going to receive personal mentoring, um, let alone the, the um, letters that you can write back and forth. Uh, which is just on a whole nother level of investment. Somebody from across the world cares enough to uh, connect with you personally. That's amazing. Above all that, they get to learn about Jesus Christ. And whether they're uh, from Muslim families or non-believing families, those entire families will end up being involved in the churches who are telling that child about Jesus Christ uh, through compassion uh, through the churches there. And so what they have seen is when they sponsor a child in a family, that over the course of time, that entire family not only benefits financially and economically, but they benefit spiritually, and they all start to see the love of Jesus Christ. Why would these people from across and around the world be investing in this child? And when they do it in the name of Jesus, that raises some eyebrows and gets people uh, to take seriously looking into a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I mentioned you can write letters as a sponsor. And the cool thing is, if you haven't figured this out, uh, there's an, uh, you can go to the app store, whether you're Android or you're Apple, uh, you can download the Compassion app. And it's really cool. You put your child information in there once you've sponsored them. And you can then literally type the letter on there. You can just grab photos from your photo library. So if your kids draw pictures, uh, like mine do, you can just take a picture of it and then upload it to the app. You can add a couple comments, send it off, and someone there prints that all out, translates it, and then reads that and gives that to the child. And they keep that. They actually get a hard copy that they keep. And the same is true. They write for you, they scan that in, and they send it back, and you can do it all from the app. So if if you're a procrastinator and you look for the easiest way possible through things like me, um, the app is amazing. And so it just creates a great avenue for you to connect directly. So here's what I'm asking you to consider today. Is God calling me to sponsor a child through compassion? That's the question I want you to ask yourself. As an ambassador of Jesus Christ, is this the way that God wants you to represent him in the world? Is this one of the avenues that he's asking you to do that? 
I don't want you to sponsor a child because I said so or because ACF said so. I want you to sponsor a child because the Spirit of God has moved in you so that you freely want to embrace this opportunity to bring uh, the, the life and love of Jesus Christ into this community. So if you go to the acfak.org slash Bobo, you again, you're going to see the kids. You can click on uh, sponsor that child and you're going to enter a little bit of information and it's super easy. Uh, and you can do more than one kid. All those kids are going to say Burkina Faso, but they are specifically selected because they are in or around the Bobo Gelasso area uh, just for this. So, and just for ACF. So I want you to take a minute in your outpost or if you're watching at home or online right now, I want you to take a minute um, and just go through and look at that. And my favorite are the kids whose mom is behind them holding them. And I just think like, this is, this is my family. If I have to get my kid to smile for a camera, I'm going to have to hold my kid half the time. And so I just love those pictures. Those are my favorite. But um, I want, while you're looking through those, I want you to t- uh, take a look at this recap video that we put together uh, about Bobo Gelasso. ACF for their invaluable support. Their support is really welcomed by the beneficiaries, the church, and the caregivers. You are making a great impact in many households, and I'm very thankful. Finally, I would like to thank the ACF Church for the great support to the program through the sponsorship of 500 children. And I believe some of them are the beneficiaries of our project. Thank you very much. When we understand what God has done through the saving work of Jesus in our lives, we can find freedom from the rules and obligation and instead step into a life-giving, refreshing, and freeing and thankful ambassadors. Uh, We can be thankful ambassadors for Jesus Christ and show a desperate world the love, the hope, and the grace of God. Would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, I want to thank you so much for this day. I thank you so much for the opportunities that you give us uh, to show who you are to the world around us, Lord, that that is is your will in our lives, that, Lord, that we would not be crushed 
by an unattainable law, Lord, that, that we would take seriously our relationship with you and through that, through the, the death and resurrection of Jesus and our faith through Jesus, Lord, we can be free. We can be free to receive your spirit and to walk by that spirit. And that, Lord, in any given situation, we can ask ourselves, how are we representing you as ambassadors of the living God? How are we bringing the hope and the truth and the grace of Jesus Christ to this situation? Wherever we find ourselves, Lord, we don't have to be asking what rule and regulation applies here, the regulation of love, the regulation of showing as an ambassador the truth of Jesus, Lord. So I pray that we would step into that, that we would release that guilt and that shame and that uh, just debilitating weight that can, we can carry around, Lord, and that we would step into thankfulness at what you have done for us and that we would find freedom and that we would find a refreshing life. We love you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thanks for watching this message from ACF Church. Uh, We hope it's encouraged you and challenged you to be more like Jesus and to walk with Him in a closer and more profound way. If you'd like to give to the mission of ACF Church, you can do so at the link on the screen or at acfak.org. We love you and we'll see you next week.